Hey, this is Rob Harder with Making Your World Better, a nonprofit leadership show where real stories from real people who are coming up with real solutions to solve society's biggest challenges. What does it take to be an effective nonprofit leader today? How do people fundraise in an economy that is constantly in flux? How do you relate to board members in a way that inspires them to make a difference? What are the best practices that separate effective nonprofits from others? It is my hope that through these episodes, people can learn not only what it takes to be an effective nonprofit organization, but to hear real stories from real leaders who are successfully making a positive impact in their communities. We hope you enjoy this series as together we hear how they're making their world better. Nonprofit Leadership Podcast, Making Your World Better. Today we have a very interesting guest. His name is Bobby Horn. He's a lead placement cyber expert for Crystal & Company, a leading insurance brokerage out of New York. And today's topic is all about cyber attacks and how they're impacting the nonprofit industry. And we're going to talk about ways leaders can better prepare for them and learn how to mitigate the risks. Thanks, Bobby, for being on the show and from calling in from New York today. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your role there, and a little bit more about the company and what they offer nonprofits. Sure. My name is Bobby Horn. I'm with Crystal & Company, which is a, a retail broker uh, located in New York City. Uh, we have offices throughout the country. My role here at Crystal, I'm the, the lead cyber broker placing you know cyber insurance for a wide uh, array of clients, both on the commercial and uh, nonprofit side. So I'm dealing with you know the markets and, and, and trying to find the best possible insurance solution for our clients with respect to cyber liability. So it's a, it's a very, very busy job, kind of you know, uh, looking at all kinds of different industries and and uh, ways to provide solutions for them on the, on the cyber insurance. Well, thank you for being here and taking time out because I think this is a very relevant topic. And I mean, cyber crime and cyber attacks are ubiquitous phrases in our culture today. And sadly, 2016 saw a massive increase in the number of cyber attacks in organizations, both large and small. Um, so let's kind of dive right into that. And, and let me ask you the question, what is the quote big deal you know, about cyber crime? And specifically, um, we'll talk about nonprofits, but maybe just state initially across the board, why are we seeing more and more cyber attacks? Yeah, I think, you know, certainly it's, it's, it's in the news every day. I mean, going back to the, the, the Target and Home Depot breaches, uh, you know, a few years back, um, it's just become more top of mind. You know, the more connected we are as a society, uh, the more exposures we're going to have to the online threat of, of being hacked. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to think of a company that doesn't have some type of, you know, um, connection to, to the Internet. I mean, people think that, um, you know, oh, it's just credit card information, uh, you know, no big deal. Uh, I can I can just get my credit card company to issue me a new card. But, you know, the the it goes much further than that. Um, and I think, you know, the, the more we are connected, you know, both in our, in our professional and personal lives, it's just going to be an issue um, f- for us. Uh, and I think uh, the, the hackers are getting more sophisticated. Um, you know, every time we we think we have it figured out, uh, there's a they, they they find some new exploit uh, that they take advantage of. So um, I don't think it's going away. Uh, I think this is an issue that is uh, is certainly uh, you know important and uh, and worth discussing. 
Well, and it's interesting. You're right. We think about the targets. We think about large companies perhaps being hacked. Uh, Yahoo got hacked, all their emails and things like that. But today's podcast, you know, we focus on nonprofits. And so nonprofits are becoming increasingly targets of these hackers. Um, And particularly when you think about all the sensitive information we have on employees, donors, in particular donations that are in a nonprofit's network, this is an issue. So let's speak specifically to nonprofits. Maybe let's focus on larger nonprofits initially. Um, What are the real potential issues and dangers out there for nonprofits that are not protected from these cyber attacks. Yeah, I think the reason why we're seeing, uh, you know, uh, an uptick in these types of attacks, specifically for nonprofits, is that uh, they're an easy target. Um, you know, as much as we like to think that, um, you know, these small companies are, aren't, you know, why, why would a hacker bother with, you know, attacking our, our little nonprofit Um the simple answer is, is that you're an easy target. You don't have the resources that some of the larger companies have, um, and, and therefore it's it's easy to, to to hack in and take that donor information, that that employee information, um, and and sell it on the on the you know dark web. Um, so you know even even though we do see the large companies have the big you know the the big attacks. Um, you think, oh, okay, they're they are a larger company. They might have the, the resources. <clears throat> Even still, the larger companies don't. So then you look down; it trickles down to the nonprofit side with much smaller budgets. Um, you know, it just it just becomes an easier target for the hackers to 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 uh, go after. Well, it's interesting for me, we actually were um, a target, if you will, of cyber attacks for whatever reason. About two years ago, we started seeing some things where people were trying to hack into our website and, and other things, and we were surprised by it. And we have learned through that process that this is something where they are going after both large and medium-sized nonprofits. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit more for my listeners. Um, what are your biggest surprises, first of all, when it comes to your clients and the issues you've had to see firsthand when it comes to these cyber attacks? I think the, the biggest thing that our, our clients, you know, and this is both with those clients that, that either didn't have a policy, an insurance policy in place or, or did, um, is the, the, the lack of, of response that, uh, that's required when there is an attack. Um, you know, we, we are constantly having our clients make sure that they have the right policies and procedures in place, you know. So uh, whether it's an incident response plan or a written information security plan, um, you know, there needs to be steps that you need to take in the event of a breach. And I think when, the, when there is a breach too many times, um, the, the organization is, is kind of left, left in the lurch saying, oh, gosh, I didn't think this would ever happen to me. Uh, what do we do next? Um, and, you know, those without an insurance policy, um, beyond the insurance part of it, you know, there are other, other aspects of the, of, the, of the policy that provides coverage uh, on a, from a pre-breach standpoint, but um, just not having the, the wherewithal or the, 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 the knowledge of what to do and where to go. And so they call us panicking, um, you know, we had a breach, what are we supposed to do? Um, you know, I think walking through the process, uh, it can be a kind, of, kind of a daunting task for, for some. Um, and I think those, those companies that do, uh, you know, a, a good job of training, and, and having that incident response plan and the written information security plan in place makes things a lot easier in the event of a breach. Excellent. And what have you found to be the most common forms of cyber attacks for organizations and companies and, and specifically, again, nonprofits? Is it identity theft? Is it hacking into the website? Is it stealing credit card information or donor information? What have you seen are the most common forms of where hackers have attacked nonprofits specifically? 
Yeah, I mean, it depends on, on the on the nonprofit. I mean, certain nonprofits are, are, are certainly collecting a large amount of donor information, and we'll see those types of attacks where uh, you know you're, you can you can make a donation on a website, uh, giving your credit card information. We've seen those attacks, but I think last year specifically, the the ransomware attack was was the the biggest um, uh, the biggest you know, attack that we saw. Um, so you know, you, you get an, an email, an employee clicks on the link, and then all of a sudden your, your network is shut down, and um, you get a basically a black screen that says, you know, pay this demand uh, by the end of the week, or we're going to delete your information. Um, I see ransomware attacks are number one, and then number two, I think this the general social, social engineering claim, where you'll have an email from someone purporting to be, you know, the CFO or uh, some vendor asking you to, you know, um, wire money over uh, to, the, to, to a certain account. Uh, that's, you know, I think number two. Uh, and then I think another large uh, risk or, you know, one of the more uh, prevalent uh, attacks we see is theft of W-2 information. Um, you know, again, it's similar to the social engineer. You'll get an email thinking you know, it's from somebody within the organization asking to send over W-2s. Uh, and this generally happens around, you know, tax return time. Uh, and the the employee will send that information. It's a, it's a list of, you know, hundreds of employees, W-2 info, uh, with, you know, straight with Social Security numbers, bank information, uh, and then the, the hackers will take that information and then file false tax returns. Uh, I think those are the, you know, the, the three attacks we see the most uh, often, especially uh, in 2016, 2017. So as you see the trend then, um, what are the most important steps you recommend? Uh, say we'll start with a medium to large nonprofit uh, organizations that have the budget, a large enough budget to hire someone like you or another um, company that help them with this. But what are those most important steps that you would say, today you need to do this in order to prevent these cyber attacks from happening to your nonprofit? Yeah, I think for the larger organizations, certainly, obviously, you want to have, you know, the, the, the proper um, cybersecurity, you know, practices in place in terms of firewalls and, and antivirus, you know, protection. But beyond just information technology, you know, um, you want to have information security group. So a group that's actually proactive in, in trying to deter attacks. Uh, obviously, that's not, you know, possible for all organizations, but uh, I think people – sometimes lump in information security with information technology, and that's not always the, the case. Um, you know, your IT folks are great at, at handling network issues with respect to, you know, your email, and you know, email is down for whatever reason, but uh, information security team really is responsible for making sure you're, you're, you're protected beyond, um, you know, just your, your hardware, um, and, and really being proactive in, in, in making sure that you have a secure perimeter, so to speak, uh, with respect to outside, you know, uh, malicious hackers. Um, so I think you know for for larger organizations they can you know certainly um, hire those those experts that are that are you know uh, that can that can do that. But I think for the small organizations you know they don't have the budget to hire you know big teams. Um, you just want to make sure that um, there is a cybersecurity strategy in place and it has to be robust and proactive. And you can't just um, you know have it on a sheet of paper. It has to be a kind of a living, breathing uh, you know document. Um, so it, it, you know. I, I always say it should be endorsed by the executive director and, and needs to, you know, trickle on down from there. So whether you have uh, somebody, a third party, you know, write, you know, craft a, a written information security plan for you or you use, you know, internal, you know, uh, employees to do it for you, um, you know, it's got to be carefully crafted and, and, and conveyed to the entire organization. Um, you know, small things like training. Uh, are paramount to making sure that everybody's on the same page. You know, we always talk about having, you know, even at Crystal, we have an annual uh, e-training, um, you know, class, you know, that we take online. 
you know, kind of give everybody, you know, uh, an idea of, hey, these are the type of uh, emails you might see. Make sure not to click on this link. You can always hover over the link to make sure if it's, it's, a, if it's a clean link. Um, if you hover over it, it'll, it'll tell you otherwise. Um, so, and then also, I think making sure everybody understands the idea of what information is private and, and public and not make, you know, and, and ensuring that, that private information isn't exposed uh, unnecessarily. Because, you know, not only do we have the issue of, uh, you know, third-party malicious actors, a lot of times you have, uh, you know, uh, employees releasing information, you know, without, without uh, permission. Not not maliciously, just you know, sending an email out with information on donors that that uh, should not be out in the public. So I think just you know, awareness and training are are, are simple things that you can do uh, to make sure that everybody understands the importance of of, of cybersecurity. Well, you know, the majority of nonprofits in this country are small uh, and based on their budget size. And it sounds like you're giving some good advice for whatever size nonprofit you lead. But going back to say a small nonprofit that has maybe one ED full time and that's it, or not even a full time ED and a whole bunch of wonderful volunteers that have a great heart that want to make a difference in this world, uh, but they just don't have a lot of that infrastructure or the budget to do this beyond training and some of these other tools. Is there anything else that they could do to make sure they could protect um, their small nonprofits? Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, the simple steps of just having, um, you know, antivirus software, um, you know, firewalls in place. I mean, that that is, you know, as long as you're up to date on your um, updating all all software patches. A lot of times, what we see, especially with the, the recent um, the WannaCry and the, and the Pietia, um data breaches that took, you know, mostly occurred overseas, was that uh, companies weren't updating their their software. Um, that is is a a simple fix um, for any IT you know person. Um, to be able to handle. I mean, when you when you if you're using outdated software, that's the first place that the hackers are going to uh, to look to, for for a hole. Um, so as long as you're updating your software, maintaining all you know the proper firewalls and antivirus software, um, you know that's that's a good way to do it. And I, and I think even 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 with a one person IT for, you know IT department, um, you know still making sure that that all the employees are aware of uh, the need to. You know, read your emails. Make sure it's coming from the, the you know the, the person that it's purporting to come from. Uh, don't click on a link that you think is suspicious. Uh, you know, training goes a long way uh, to to saving organizations uh, you know pain and you know headaches and, and heartaches from. Uh, from a, from a ransomware attack. Well, you know, and it's interesting when it comes to fundraising, there's these kind of badges of honor, if you will, from Chatterity Navigator or GuideStar, where you can put a four-star rating, you know, on your website. Uh, do you have similar things like that when it comes to cybersecurity or donor information security? As it, you know, donors learn more about these uh, potential issues where people could hack into their information if they give to this nonprofit. Is there, um, you know, a badge of security, if you will, that you could put on your website to say, we are extra secure with our donor information because of X, Y, and Z all the things we go through. Is there anything like that similar to what we see in fundraising? Uh, yeah, not too um, well-versed when it comes to, you know, I know there obviously there are vendors you can you can reach out to to do, you know, uh, certification for you to, to, to certify that your website is is um, is safe. 
you know, I would say that uh, there are vendors that you can use that will that will provide that type of testing and, and certification for you. In your opinion, you know, you've been doing this for a while now, and there may be some nonprofit leaders and or staff members that are listening today to this podcast, and they think, well, you know what, uh, I really would like to do this. I, I don't have the time, though. I really don't have the money. We're a small nonprofit. It probably won't happen to me. People really don't care about our nonprofit because we're just not on the radar. We're not big enough or whatever. If people have a, that perspective, in your opinion, what are the long-term implications if nonprofits don't come up with a clear plan to address and combat potential cyber attacks on their nonprofit organization? Yeah, I mean, it, it's again, the, the implications are, are huge. I mean, if you have if you have a da- if you're a small nonprofit organization, let's say you've got you know uh, you know let's call it 30 employees, you have a you have an operating budget of you know let's say a couple million dollars a year. Um, you know, in the event of a, of a let's let's say you have a ransomware attack. Um, and and they're demanding five hundred thousand dollars, you know, payment. Otherwise, they're gonna they're gonna shut down your network and delete all your information. Um, that's a that's a huge uh, nut for for a, for a small organization to pay, um, you know, and that can certainly put you put you out of out of business. And, and um, you know, that's and we've seen it, you know, not specifically with with crystal, with crystal clients, but we've seen it in the news and you know, certainly in certain uh, reports that are put out annually. Um, they talk about small organizations that have that had a breach. And it costs you know upwards of three or four million dollars, and they they can't afford that, and they're gonna you know shutter their their doors. Um, so I think you know without having first and foremost having that 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 robust network security, cybersecurity strategy in place, um, and being able to implement that and train your employees on that, um, and then secondary having an insurance policy you know to, to kind of as use the backstop. Um, you know, I think you know small nonprofits are at risk to uh, to go out of business in the event of a breach, and it doesn't have, it doesn't take you know it doesn't take much for that to happen. Like I said, it could be a a simple clicking on a link. Um, it could be you know you know uh, just having using outdated software um, that can you know leave you open to to an attack. So uh, it really is. Uh, I think paramount for, for for organizations to make sure that they have uh, some kind of cybersecurity uh, structure in place, uh, and then if, and if possible, um, supplement that with an insurance policy. Well, that's what leads to us to a good point. Illegally, what is the liability implications for a nonprofit say that didn't do the steps they should have, and donor information does get hacked and gets compromised? What are, what are the liability issues for that board of directors, that executive director, if that nonprofit organization, if that happens? Yeah, so I mean, in the event of a of a breach, and say donor information is taken, and you know there are certain requirements uh, by law uh, that you have to take to to remedy that. So right now there are forty eight um, different state statutes uh, in the United States that require notification to to consumers for their if their information has been compromised. This includes when we say you know personal identifiable information, protected health information. So that's you know your social security number, credit card information, uh, banking information, any type of healthcare information. Um, if that is exposed, you have an obligation as an organization to notify that that person that their information uh, may have been compromised. Um, so you know the the cost to notify, you need to hire. You know, legal counsel to to draft letters for you and, and send out the letters. Um, but beyond that, as far as liability, um, you know, certainly anybody can sue you for that loss of information. Uh, you know, so you know you could be on the hook not only for those for those initial costs to just notify the, the consumer, 
uh, but any lawsuits they bring against you, you, you'd be responsible to defend and then ultimately pay any settlements uh, if it came to that. Uh, and then, you know, beyond that, there's also the issue of regulatory fines and penalties. Uh, you know, we've seen um, more so on the, the healthcare side, uh, but anytime, you know, uh, there's a loss of patient information, uh, if you, you know, if the Office of Civil Rights, the OCR, if they investigate and determine you didn't take the proper precautions uh, to make sure that you had, uh, you know, the, the right things to safeguard the information, they can fine you. Uh, and, you know, those fines, while not particularly large, you know, compared to some of the larger, uh, you know, public companies, you know, a fifty thousand, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollar fine, you know, that can that can be a lot for a small organization. So um you've got obviously the first party issue, first party costs uh to to the organization to deal with the the breach, uh and then any liability claims brought against you by the consumer and then any um regulatory organization that can that can fine you uh, if they find that you uh we're not taking the right precautions. Well, it's interesting you say that. And I think for the listeners uh, to this podcast, this is important information. I mean, this is very uh, sobering, you know, that we have to really, as nonprofit leaders, take very seriously um, the potential attacks that could happen to your organization and what we need to do to protect our donor information and everything else that we have as a part of our nonprofit. And as you look forward to the future, and what's your prognosis for the future of cybercrime and cyber attacks? I mean, will they become worse, do you think? Uh, or do you foresee a day that with all these um, countermeasures, if you will, that we'll be able to start shutting down hackers? What's your prognosis for the future? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you know, every time we think we have it figured out in terms of having the right security in place, uh, the hackers find a way to to get through, and uh, they're only beginning becoming more sophisticated. Uh, you know, we're seeing that with um, the the recent, like I mentioned, the the WannaCry virus, the the Petya virus. Um, no matter how large large an organization uh, you may think you are, and how how safe you think you are, uh, they're 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 going to find a way to to get that information that they want. Uh, as long as there's a market for it, uh, and and there is for that information to you know, to 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 sell on the dark web where they where where you know criminals can um, buy that information, buy you know issue free credit cards. And, you know, I don't see it going away. Uh, I think certainly, uh, if you know, uh, the more what I do think we need to do as a as a society is become more open with with the breaches. I think too too often um, organizations are 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 uh, hesitant to, to share information about being that being breached but um you know the more open we are the more we share the, the, i think the better we can become prepared and say okay this is this kind of attack happened over here you know how can we make it make that a better risk um you know and and you know you can especially in the nonprofit world um you know it's it, it's always helpful to to uh share that information so you can um you know shore up your own your own defenses well, again, my guest today has been Bobby Horn, lead placement cyber expert for Crystal & Company, a leading insurance brokerage out of New York. Bobby, thank you so much for this information. Again, I think it's really critical we get this information out to our listeners and to all nonprofit leaders. If they want to know more about your company or just other resources, where would you send them? So, yeah, we can uh, certainly go to our, our, our website, which is uh, www.crystalco.com. Um, and I can be reached at robert.horn at crystalco.com. Um, and we have, uh, you know, various uh, – we have a blog that we, we update uh, weekly with various uh, uh, issues going on in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the insurance world, not just for nonprofits but for others. But, um, you know, happy to, uh, to, to take emails from anybody that has any questions or concerns. 
Well, this is excellent. Again, thank you so much for sharing this information. To all my listeners, this is one of those podcasts you really want to listen to closely because there are, sadly, uh, increasing number of cyber attacks towards nonprofits. And I think because, uh, as Bobby mentioned, uh, because of donor information and all the other things that uh, nonprofits can gather, and because typically nonprofits don't think they need to protect themselves. Uh, It's typically you think of the big companies that need to really beef up their security. But no, actually, all sizes of organizations and even nonprofit organizations need to really uh, take this threat seriously. So Bobby, thanks for your time today. Thanks for calling in from New York. And if you have more questions, contact Bobby and uh, contact Crystal and Company. Thanks again for your time today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. I wanted to let you know that we are on iTunes. If you are wondering how to find out where we are, check us out on iTunes by typing Nonprofit Leadership Podcast or Rob Harder, and this podcast should show up. We also encourage you, when you go on iTunes, let us know what you think. Give us a review. Give us a rating. We would love to hear what you think of this podcast, and your feedback will help us expand this podcast to get it out to as many people as we can. You can also go online to listen to this podcast, either nonprofitleadershippodcast.org or my website, robharder.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep making your world better.